This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Allison, it is time to spill the beans with our great big news. AutoCorrect is now on Saturdays at 11 a.m. beginning January 2nd. It's going to be a rebroadcast of our Thursday show, so we won't be able to take phone calls on Saturday, but anyone can listen for the first time or for the second time on Saturdays at 11. And Ask Me Another, which is one of my very favorite shows, it's going to be broadcast at 1 p.m. on Saturday after, wait, wait, don't tell me, it used to be before, but now we're before, right after Fix It 101 Gestalt Gardener. Allison, we're going to talk about what to keep in your car just in case. You've been doing some traveling when you go to your autocross. Haven't you been doing that in Louisiana? I have been. So what are some things, tell me one thing that you always keep in your car when you're traveling in, in, to uh, keep in your car in case of a breakdown? Um, for me, uh, one thing that I've had to use over and over is jumper cables. So that's pretty obvious um, thing to carry in your car, keep in your car. But it's um, come in handy so, so, so many times. And also helping other people uh, jump off their cars. Um, if you know the procedure to do it, uh, positive, positive, negative to negative, um, to be safe and not blow any of your electrical components. And even um, if you think you know how to do it, it's a good idea to read that owner's manual in case you have one of these weird cars with a battery in the trunk or somewhere else so they don't actually connect it to the battery, but you have to connect it to something else. Right, right. Or let me correct that, too. That's positive, positive, negative to ground on the dead car. So um, that... Um, is the proper procedure for doing that. And it should be in your owner's manual, too. That's correct. That's one of those things I never trust in my memory. I always want to read it from the owner's manual because, uh, you know, it doesn't happen to me very often. But when it does, you, you do want to be prepared and you do want to get it right and not, I don't know, blow anybody up. <laughs> right. Absolutely. One thing that I like to keep in the car for, you know, various reasons is just a flashlight. And, you know, make sure, you know, check those batteries on that. But to make sure that you have it, if you need to look for something in the car or you're outside in the dark, uh, lots of uh, times you might need a flashlight in your car. Mm -hmm. That's a good one for sure. Before we get to some of these calls we've got coming in, uh, tell us another thing that is good to keep in your car in case of a breakdown. Something I like to keep in my car, I, um, I don't use it as much as jumper cables, but I do use it as an umbrella. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, I, I, do, I have been caught in the rain, so it, it helps 
tremendously. So um, umbrellas are really good one to keep in the car. Exactly. I, I love having one of those, too, because a lot of times you'll may not be raining when you start out, but then when you get somewhere, it is, and you'll need that. Well, we've got a number of calls, so let's go to Cleveland and talk to Richard. Richard, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Uh, thank you for letting me ask questions. Uh, on my way, actually, to my daughter's vehicle, it's an 05 Explorer. She told me yesterday that... When she cranked it the first time, it was making a, a knocking sound, so she stopped. And she tried to crank it again, and it won't crank up. So I thought maybe she had flooded it. So I made her wait a little while. And when she started again, it won't turn over. It's, it's trying to turn over, but it won't actually turn the engine. She did not see any smoke coming out of the back, so I'm thinking it may not be a piston knock, but... I'm on my way down there right now to take off the serpentine belt and see if it'll crank that way. But maybe it was something else. I know the alternator was changed about six months ago because it didn't work. But I'm, I'm kind of at a loss of what it could be at this point. I'm trying to look for some I advice on what uh, things to try. <laughs> honestly, it sounds like it's her engine has locked up. I mean, it could have been from an old leak that went too long and leaked out or something like that but um it's because it's not turning the first thing i would do for you is to get uh make sure you have a socket to fit over the crank bolt and try to turn it by hand don't worry about taking the serpentine belt off just try to turn it by hand and see if you can get turned and you want to turn it clockwise that's the direction the engines turn and see if you can get it to turn over all right where would the crank very first thing that i would do where would a crate bolt be? The crate bolt is when you look at your serpentine belt, the crank right. is going to be the main crank pulley, the crankshaft pulley on there. It's going to be the lowest one and the biggest pulley usually. And your right. crank bolt can be anywhere from 17 millimeters to, you know, to 27 millimeters. All right. Usually. So if I get it and it turns when I use a brake bar on it try to pull it, I mean, make it turn clockwise. If it turns, then... It should turn easily. All right. So then you have something else going on, and you have to you have to work through the diagnostic process on that, of what's going on. Is it getting spark? Is it getting fuel? And um, and go from there on that. All right. Well, that that's a start for me. If it doesn't turn, then the engine's locked up and... Got to take it in. All right. Well, thank you for that. That at least gives me something to start with. Yes. Yes. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> what a good dad you are, Richard. Uh, all the moms and all the uh, children of the world appreciate uh, uh, helpful parents. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Let's go to Magnolia now and talk to John. John, thanks so much for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Well, my comment, my question is, I got a, a, a well, I can't, well, it's a Ford anyway. It's a 2005 to lean a Ford. And what it is, uh, when I crank it up in the morning, it runs just as good, runs smooth. And then it it kind of want to go to uh, slowing down, and then it's not like it want to, you know, miss a little bit. And then I 
see smoke, but I done looked and I can't find where the smoke is. But on the highway, it runs good. I don't know what's is it the, the strata body or, or something. I don't know. What do you think? So at lower speeds, it's like it's wanting to bog down on you. Yeah, it seems like it, you know, it wants to wants to cut off, you know, but it still be running, and then that, all at once it'll just speed up. Do you have a check engine light on? Uh, yeah. Do you know what that check engine light is coding for? Uh, I think it's uh, what you call it. Uh, I can't call the name of the thing, which in many cars I've worked on, I can't call the name of it. But I think it's oxygen that. Oxygen uh, sensor, maybe. Ma'am, to do what now? Is it an oxygen sensor code, maybe? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh, okay. Because but it it runs good. I I drove it to Hamlin, Houston, and it done perfect. But when you get to a light, it goes like it wanna wanna stall out, you know. Wanna to stall. Um, I'd have to wonder if you need a fuel filter on there or something like that. But other than that, I want to check that check engine light and and get that diagnosed because that might lead you in the direction of it. Without uh, further uh, looking at it, I wouldn't be sure what would make it bog down like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I said, when you when it's a speed up, but it'll run good for about an hour, and then it's just going to like it want to want to stop you know mm-hmm. yeah but it might have, it might be that uh whatever you call that thing on the for the check for the engine uh, yeah. whatever they call it i can't call the name of it right now yeah but i looked in the book and i saw that little engine thing for the book what's supposed to go on there okay that could be it that could lead you in the direction of what's happening with it um, yeah. Usually that's the case, so okay. um, I'd track that down and and get that fixed if you can. Okay, okay, okay. I appreciate you so much and appreciate that auto business. That's that's a good show y'all got going. Thank you. Yeah, cause I'm I'm originally I'm I'm from the Indian country. I born on the Indian reservation on the dirt floor, and we didn't have cars and things. We had wagons and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing. <laughs> this is your new technology stuff. I'm not up with that. I'm from the old school. Yeah, it's it's a whole other world. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Well, you just have a blessed day. You hear? <laughs> Thank you. You too. Thank you, John. Uh, Allison, I can just imagine the stories that John could tell from when he was young to, to now. He, he has seen seen the world. I'm, I love hearing about people like John. John, thanks so much for calling in. Send your email questions to auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about what you should keep in your car, just in case. But that's between your vehicle repair questions. Is your car under recall? We've got a list. Oh, my goodness. We've got a list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. We are have live broadcasts most of the time on Thursdays. And beginning January 2nd, we are repeating on Saturdays. We hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click on the support button and make a contribution. Contributions really help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy. Thank you for contributing to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Consumer Reports gave the label, never buy to 30 used cars. Today, we're going to caution you about the Dodge Journey. Model years 2009 through 2012 through 2015 got the lowest scores of all. Problems with engine, suspension, and audio components turn up later. Allison, more of these Dodge cars on this. (laughs) Never buy ones. Please consider, yep, please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car. Suggest Consumer Reports. CarComplaints.com is another resource for unreliable car lists. But if you're interested in reviews of new cars, our friend Casey Williams has them on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey. We are talking about what to keep in your car just in case, but that's between your vehicle repair questions. Email us your questions, auto at mpbonline.org. We have got Jim, who has called in from Madison. Jim, thanks so much for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Good morning. Um, I have a 2008 Infiniti G35 that has a, one of those home link transmitter things in the rear view mirror. I had to replace my uh, garage door opener recently and needed to reprogram the home link. I followed all the steps in the owner's manual, but it's not working. It won't. It won't take the new code for the new opener. Um, I know the fuse is good because. Um, the light for the automatic dimmer is lit, so I know it's getting power. Um, any thoughts on what might be going on? I would might would pull that fuse and wait 10 minutes and then put it back in and then try resetting it like that or um, taking the negative off of your battery and letting it sit and seeing if it'll reset after that. Well, Other than that, I would think maybe putting it on a, a scan tool like one of our extensive computers and reading and see if there's some sort of reset in, within there. To well, I've got an OBD2 reader, so I can, you know, I can scan it that way. Um, a reader might scan it, a, a, a home reader like that, but to reset it, you may need a more expensive one. Right. But... Um, it might it might do it might help a little bit looking in, okay. into that it, it, it may show up on your OBD2 reader depends on which one you have right okay but, well I, but I, other I, than I that the other two 
yeah, I will try pulling the fuse, but I'm not going to take the negative off my battery, uh, the negative cable off my battery, because then, then I'd have to reset all the presets on my radio. Yeah, it will. <laughs> it will make everything reset. You yeah. only need MPB, Jim. <laughs> well, it's number one on my A list of stations. It's, it's what I listen to every day. <laughs> and I'm Good talking to you now on your, on your, on your app, so, um, you know. It's all, it's all good. Awesome. And, well, and Jim, uh, the, this person, whenever I've gone to visit uh, my mother or my mother-in-law, we always have to, uh, you know, make sure we've got their garage doors programmed into our uh, Dodge minivan. And I, when all else fails, I always have to read the instructions again. So uh, just as a, as a non-techno person, I always have to throw that one out. Right. Okay. Appreciate the advice. Thank you, Allison. Thank you. All right. Now we're going to go to Bill in Vicksburg. Bill, thanks so much for calling in. What's your comment or question for Allison? Uh, well, it's, it's more of a comment, I hope. I've got a 2013 Grand Cherokee that I actually took possession of in November of 2012. <laughs> and I and I've still got the original battery. <laughs> it's, it's unheard of. I think Elon Musk. Wow. Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard of a battery lasting that long? I have, but it's it's not very often. But I have heard of it. Well, okay. So I'm not that. But, you know, the battery's actually under the passenger seat. So I wonder if staying in the car ends the life of the battery. Right. Oh, anyway, I didn't have a question. I was just wondering if I was an outlier, if this was kind of common. I've never had a battery go more than, say, five years. So I've heard of them going that long, but like I said, it was rare. It has happened, but it's been rare. So you're, you're one of the lucky ones. That's a good deal. Yeah, and I don't even drive it that much. <laughs> it's even more. Oh, wow. Bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I won't take up any more of your time. Thank you. Well, Bill, you've spoken well, to the universe. I hope you haven't jinxed yourself. <laughs> keep yeah, those jumper, keep those start. jumper cables in the car just in case. Well, I've actually got a new battery. I got spooked and bought it. I actually emailed you about it because it's just been sitting in my shed. But I've got the battery. If it ever craps out, I can replace it. But uh, anyhow. I'm I'm an engineer, so now I'm I'm curious how long it'll actually go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Make a chart and a graph, Bill. <laughs> well, thank you. Appreciate the show. Thank you. Bye bye. Let's now go to Newton and talk to Terry. Terry, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question for our show? Well, unlike Bill, I haven't had such good luck with my battery. And uh, that gave me a couple of tips for what to have in your car. And then I asked that a follow-up question to something you guys said earlier. First, just a couple of nights ago, my car, you know, you can't pick where you have car trouble. And my battery just died in a really bad intersection and off to the side, luckily, but I was in a turn lane. And so one of the things that I would say that you said earlier about having a flashlight with you is to have a flashlight that also that you could turn on on the and place on the back of your car that's stranded because when my battery died so did my hazard lights 
so it was a very dark area and i was very concerned while we were trying to work on the car that someone might run into us and luckily we had one of those cheap lights with a magnet on the back we put on the back of the car and uh you know, can alert to someone coming behind you so the idea of having a flashlight is good but maybe maybe a couple flashlights even because uh we it, we would we didn't have enough people for one person just to stand behind the car we were working on the front of it and a follow-up that to be is you know have a couple of bottles of water you keep somewhere in your trunk or whatever they'll last a long time back there and you never know and the, the weather that we get if you ever get iced in or something like that that you you know might need water because you don't know how long you might be on the road and water is something we can't go a long time without so my follow-up my question was when you said earlier about jumping off a car and you said you know uh, positive to positive and then you said negative to negative and you said no negative to uh, dead car ground can you explain that a little bit more i've always just put the the positive to the positive and the negative to the negative is that a problem and if and if so explain where you would put the negative car ground where would that be if you um you can actually put it on the negative of the dead car battery you just want to be careful not to spark make a lot of sparks it's, it's going to spark a little bit possibly but the, the main thing is if it's off gas a whole lot it can make a battery explode if you get an ex a spark and that's why you want to put it away from the battery and the ground usually you can ground on the alternator bracket is and sometimes it says ground on the alternator bracket or sometimes the car will have under the hood a place where it says ground away from the battery and other than that another ground would be on the strut tower bolts is another place for ground so those are three different options that are usually available on any car to put to to connect the cable Okay, excellent, excellent points here. Enjoy your show very much. I really enjoy having the, the local radio with a call in. Thank you very much. Terry, we're we're here for you. Thank you so much for appreciating us. Um, Allison, you know, he mentioned the uh, reflect having the the brake lights go out and so needing a light in the back. That's one thing on the case. Uh, you know, for some Christmas present, somebody got a jumper cable uh, roadside emergency kit and on the outside of the box it has a reflective triangle so that you know having flares or a reflective emergency triangle might be something good to have on the the in the car i liked his idea of the the, the water maybe having some nuts or another kind of snack to to keep in the car yeah, I like that mm -hmm. a lot. What, uh, what, give us another, Allison, give us another tip of something to keep in your car just in case. I personally like the idea of keeping a, a small toolbox, especially with a 10 millimeter or whatever your battery cable is, um, size wrench in there. And so a little, little, a little miniature toolbox and they have them for cars where they'll have a multitude of little tools that you can that you can use for your car tire pressure gauge and that sort of thing that you can get from an automotive store for very very cheap for like twenty dollars you can get like a nice little tool kit that'll have a whole bunch of stuff in it so those are really nice so uh, i personally love to keep a tool kit in my car excellent, excellent. 
We've been talking about what to keep in your car just in case. Uh, email your questions for autocorrect to auto at mpbonline.org. Let's take one more call for the break. Anthony, you've been waiting patiently from Jackson. What, Anthony, what's your comment or question for Allison on autocorrect? Good morning. I have a comment about the guy that had the top five explorer. That particular model has a uh, a plate, a coolant plate that runs onto the throttle body that will leak into the motor causing the lockups. He may want to take the plugs out of it, spin it over, and uh, okay, uh, like it's hydro locked. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. I hope he's still listening. Hydro locked is when coolant uh, pressurizes your um, vehicle and you can't turn it over. Right. But the thing is, the plate has a coolant line that runs through it and it'll leak into the motor. So that, that may be okay. the cause of this problem. Okay, that's, yeah, that's, maybe he's still listening and can't understand that. And it only takes one cylinder to lock it up, so you need to take all the plugs out and spin it over. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Anthony. Richard, I hope that you were listening and you heard Anthony's uh, good advice. We love it when our listeners uh, give us a little extra help. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. What should you keep in your car just in case? That's today's topic between your car repair questions. We talked about what's an unreliable car not to buy already. I forgot and messed up my order, so we'll get to the recalls next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. to autocorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more autocorrect, find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. And now beginning January 2nd, autocorrect is on Saturdays at 11 a.m. Our original broadcast is Thursdays at 10 and then we're rebroadcast Saturday at 11. Ask me another just moves to one. Here are the recalls for the week. Oh, Honda dealers, Honda Honda owners. We've got 
737 Honda Accord, Honda Hybrids, Insight sedans have been recalled for software. 430 Acura and Honda vehicles are recalled for drive shafts. And 268,000 Honda CRVs are recalled for window switch fire hazard. We will have more uh, specific which makes and models are being recalled on our website. But remember, you can always find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website. That's NHTSA.gov slash recall. Just found out it's called NHTSA is how you say it. And input your VIN or find their Safer Car app to let you know when you've got a recall on your car. We're talking about what to keep in your car, just in case, but we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Allison, you mentioned having the toolkit. I don't know that I'd ever be doing any actual work on my car, but I do keep a multi-tool kind of Swiss Army knife-like thing that has a pliers and screwdriver and that kind of stuff. There's a little drawer under the seat, and uh, we keep some of our safety things there. We also keep... Uh, baby wipes, a Ziploc bag full of baby wipes, and also some paper towels. To You never know if you have to clean up a spill or clean up your hands after working on the car or on the tires or, you know, whatever you might need paper towels for. We have full lines, Allison, so we're going to go straight to Rick in Olive Branch. Rick, thanks so much for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Well, it's my pleasure. Good morning, ladies. Allison, uh, I'm going to stick to topic at first. Uh, last year, I made a, uh, a rescue kit, if you will, for my son and my daughter. I bought a small toolbox, and then I, I bought a dial air gauge with a bleeder valve, a large can of fix-a-flat, a plug kit, a pair of pliers, a flat and a uh, Phillips head screwdriver and something else I can't remember, but just something to get them by basically if they had a flat or or needed to tighten something up. Uh, Oh, and uh, jumper cables, large gauge wire jumper cables. Awesome. Is Allison still there? I'm still here. It, It sounded like it cut out just for a second there, but we're back. Yeah, you had a, a great list of things you keep in your car, Rick. Well, uh, like I said, I, I worry about them being out, especially like at night and stuff like that. But they're they're pretty mechanical on top of that. But uh, Allison, changing topics, um, I'm the one with the racing family up here in uh, uh, North Mississippi. Um, my daughter, the week before Thanksgiving. Bought one ticket for a raffle, and uh, she ended up winning a Wing 305 Sprint car. So she's going to be racing this year. She won a Sprint car? Won a Sprint car, yes. Complete race ready. Shut up. 
shut yep. up. I can't believe that. That is amazing. Yep, and what was so odd is uh, in August, I purchased a rolling chassis for my son, and we're going, we're building him a stock car. So all of a sudden, we're thrown back into racing. Wow. <laughs> you sound <laughs> awesome. Uh, one, other, one, one other quick question, and I'll get off here. Have you ever watched any of the Goodwood competition on YouTube from England? I have not. Okay, with you being in the SCCA, check that out. It is awesome. They run older vehicles, minis, Fiat, Capris, and then they throw in uh, 60s era, uh, uh, like old stock cars from NASCAR and stuff like that and run on road courses. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So Goodwood uh, Racing on YouTube. Goodwood, yes. It's Goodwood Competition. It's Like I said, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. But I appreciate your show. I appreciate you. And don't mean to hog up the airtime. You, you girls have a blessed day. Well, you should send me a link on my Facebook page to y'all's information so I can keep up with what y'all are up to as a family with this racing going on. That would be really nice. I'm the Lady Auto Mechanic on Facebook. I if had you get the you, chance to do that. I had you on there, and I got hacked uh, several months ago and lost every mm -hmm. one of my contacts, and I, oh, yeah. I, I haven't added you back yet, but I plan to do that. Okay, good deal. That'd be great. But, but y'all have, have a great holiday if I don't speak to you, okay? Thanks, Rick. <laughs> you too. And we'll put a link to the Goodwood YouTube England Racing on this Pages information. Let's now go to Biloxi and to talk to Raymond. But Raymond, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question? Yes, ma'am. I'm getting ready to buy. I'm thinking about buying a 2001 Chevy Cavalier with 32,000 miles on it. And uh, the guy said that the uh, it's. I guess he well he got a good price on it, so you give it to me for a good price anyways uh, a senior citizen bought it brand new off of a car lot and uh, for some reason or another had a heart attack or something they can't drive it no more so uh, he bought it and it had a heating problem so uh, he had the uh, the head re the head replaced the head gaskets replaced and I drove it, you know, for quite a while. And then I had uh, another heating problem. So uh, I guess, they, you know, these were, head, these were shade tree mechanics, okay? And uh, I guess he had to have the head gasket replaced again. Now he had the, uh, he had the, uh, the, the caps, you know, the, the shaved, they were shaved, okay, one time. So uh, now he says he thinks it needs a radiator or it needs reshaved or something. He just don't want to put no more money into it, okay? So he give me a good price on it. You think I ought to buy it? He, was, he wants to sell it to me for $400. Um, in my opinion, I wouldn't touch that car with a 10-foot pole. It's 
you don't see them on the road a lot for a reason because they were not reliable cars they were not well built you're going to continue to have problems out of the car i know four hundred dollars sound like a steal but four hundred dollars would be better spent on something that's known reliability is better like a toyota corolla or old nissan Sentra or something like that but uh which you do see on the road all the time but every time i see a cavalier from around that year i think wow how do they keep that car going or have they spent a lot of money on it because they're rare to see on the road and they were not well built when they came out so i would warn you against buying that car and so you know do what you want with that information but i would warn you against buying the cars you're going to continue to have problems you probably never drive it okay another thing i'm sorry uh, that's all right dear uh just on the internet you know i looked in and said uh it had zero recalls on it so you know but i'm taking your advice i'm not going to touch it so thank you dear you have a great show Thank you, Raymond. We appreciate you calling in. Let's go to Jackson and talk with Jim. Jim, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Good morning. Allison, I have a comment. I know that we don't have vehicle inspections in Mississippi anymore, but I see more and more cars on the road with a headlight or a taillight out that if the old inspection system were still in place, it would have been obvious to catch. Uh, it seems to me that's a pretty dangerous situation to be driving around with either a, a brake light, a tail light, or a headlight out. Your comment? It definitely is, especially in the rain or bad weather. So what I recommend, and I've said it on the show before, is for people to, when you get when you stop at the convenience store for something, is to pull in backwards and check your, your lights in the, in the window or to pull in frontwards and check all your lights there and make sure everything is uh, shining the way it's supposed to be. That's just a quick, easy tip. Other than that, you can get someone to, of course, to stand behind your vehicle or look around your vehicle while you check your lights out, check all your lights out. It is definitely a dangerous situation. Those lights are on there for a reason, so it's definitely a dangerous situation. I've seen people with all their brake lights out. And and you know, if you're, only, if you're driving with one headlight and that goes out, you don't have any headlights then. Yep. <laughs> Jim, I hope uh, you, you spoke the gospel to somebody and they'll hear you and uh, take uh, your words and, and take Allison's advice. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. We appreciate you. We are discussing what to keep in your car just in case and taking your repair questions. You can always send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. What's in the news? I'll tell you next. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. We are a Yucca Drive-In Theater. We're the last operating drive-in in the state of Mississippi. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Freak me out that you could come and drive your car and park and watch the movie outside. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app, Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our live program, you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. We're live Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a repeat Saturdays at 11 a.m. beginning January 2nd. I'm Liz Gill. I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. What's in the news? Allison, this just does not fail to astonish me every time I hear this. The, F, the Ford F-150 is and has been for 38 consecutive years the single best-selling vehicle in America. It doesn't sound like its winning streak will be broken anytime soon with the all-new 2021 truck, despite it having just arrived at dealerships this week and 2020 being 2020. Early sales of Ford's ever-popular pickup are already picking up. Customer sold orders are up over 210% from a year ago in November, and dealer orders for stock are more than double the current production schedules. So if you find a uh, Ford F-150, good luck. <laughs> I think everybody's buying them all. Mm-hmm. We've got two calls we're going to finish out the show with. Let's go to Tim in Lumberton. Tim, thanks so much for calling into AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question for Allison? Yes, I want to talk about if you have a blowout or a flat. A lot of times you're, you're not on level ground, so you need a chalk or two to chalk the wheels to keep the thing from rolling off the jack. You know, it can be a brick or a piece of four before or two before just something to put under the wheel and you also need a cheater pot to put up on to slide up on the end of your lug wrench or four before lug wrench because if when they tighten them lug bolts at the shop center you can't you can't break them by hand i have bent bent lug wrenches trying to get them off but if you got a, a cheater pot you can put your foot on it or something, and uh, if, if you don't have one of them, you just you ain't going nowhere. You ain't gonna break in love. I agree fully. Um, when I'm at the shop, I do not do that. I do not over tighten the lug nuts. I tighten them down to a certain degree with my electric impact, and then I do the rest by hand with a torque wrench. Or I've got to know what my torque is. I do about a, about 95 foot pounds of torque with my hands alone, so that's that's about common for all lug nuts. About 95 foot pounds of torque, and mm-hmm. and 
and uh, and don't over tighten them. But you're so right. If they're over tightened back to shop, and you go and you're on the side of the road and you're trying to get off a lug nut, a teeter pipe will definitely come in handy. And it just it's just basically a regular piece of pipe that you just fit over the end, like you said, fit over the end of the wrench and or and use it to turn the lug nut. Thank you, Tim. I love those those advice. Yeah, I think I've jumped up and down on top of the luck wrench to try to get it to turn before. So that's a that's a great idea. Let's last go to Water Valley and James. James, thanks so much for calling into AutoCorrect. What is your comment or question for Allison? My question is, what can I do or should I do with my 2000 model? Chevy three-quarter ton with a 350 engine that will start up and go dead immediately. Start up and go dead with uh, every time I start it. And so I can't get it to run. Uh, you know what's, what I should be looking for? To, for starting up and going dead immediately, I've, I'm not real sure. Um, that's a problem I haven't run across myself in my years of doing this mechanic work, but um, does, does it have any kind of a electronic brain in it that tells it to look for something that, that I don't know about? It does have a computer and all that, and you can scan it. Do you have a check engine light on? or? Uh, no, I haven't noticed that. It might that, say uh, service uh, engine soon. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I don't think that you would in this, this situation, but just checking. Yeah. But um, I'm not real sure. That's something I'd have to look into and, uh, and get back with you. If you email us, auto at mpbonline.org. Yeah. Okay. I can uh, get in touch with some other mechanics, too, and ask them if they may have some insight into this at my shop. We have some uh, master-certified mechanics there that are amazing at diagnosing things. So Mike can give okay. you some uh, insight into what's going on. I'll give that a try. Okay, I do. Thank you, ma'am. Bye-bye. Thanks, James. We appreciate you calling in. Allison, let's uh, let's run through a couple more things to keep in your car just in case. For me, uh, winter or even in the summer when the air conditioning is on at restaurants, I always like to keep a jacket in the car, maybe a little fold-up windbreaker or something, and uh, gloves either for the cold or gloves if you have to work on the car. Oh, yes, that's... um those are good things to keep in there for sure. And then another thing I keep, and I use it for racing too, is a, a little 12-volt powered air compressor to to uh, pump up your tires with. And that can come in handy if you have a flat and you use some fix-a-flat to fix it. Uh, fix-a-flat, so it's as much as tire guys may hate fix-a-flat, it's wonderful for off-road use. I actually... For, I mean, for if you have a flat on your tire, I had a car where I had a flat on it, and I used fix a flat, and I never ever lost air again in that tire. It worked that well. So, I, um, in a in an emergency situation, fix a flat really is a handy thing. And then you can use an air compressor, a small twelve volt driven air compressor, 
to to pump it back up to the right pressure. And that's good and handy. Well, and our, our friends in Biloxi and Mobile may not need it, but those in uh, South Haven and Corinth, keeping an ice scraper in your car might be one. Uh, we have a cute one. It looks like a like a, a bear claw. <laughs> it's fuzzy on your arm, and it's a bear claw for the scraper. Allison, Happy New Year to you. Same to you, Liz. That's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Our call screener today has been Jay White, and we could not do without Michelle McAdoo on our engineer. So for Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as The Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.